are listening to EE Times On Air, and this is EE Times Current. I'm Eric Singer. Today's episode highlights a special report from eetimes.com, but first, today's EE Times Current highlights. Rapid is CEO chasing single wafer processing dream. Thanks to Japan's Chips Act and IBM, Rapidus plans to build Japan's first semiconductor foundry that will produce two nanometer chips by 2027, just two years behind industry heavyweight Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Co. Three governments investing in new fabs pledge cooperation. The U.S., EU, and Japan pledged cooperation to avoid competition that would be harmful to the semiconductor industry. The effort is aimed at revamping the global supply chain to reduce reliance on China, which the partners see as a strategic adversary. Can any novel architecture topple the mighty GPU? A panel discussion at EE Times' recent AI Everywhere forum debated whether any novel architecture can replace GPUs. Find all these stories and more on eetimes.com. And now, on to our special report from EE Times Editor-in-Chief, Brett Brune. Hello, I'm Brett Brune, Editor-in-Chief of eetimes.com. Joining me today is Gina Roos, Editor-in-Chief of electronicproducts.com. Welcome to the show, Gina. Great to be here, Brett. EE Times is publishing a special report called What RF Wireless Needs Now. It begins July 3rd and runs through the month of August. The report focuses on three main themes, wireless connectivity and the IoT, a new path to wireless charging, and RF devices for mobile communications. Gina, would you please first explain why we chose to prepare this special report? There's so much happening in the wireless industry with the proliferation of wireless connectivity protocols, which is opening up new opportunities in IoT, wearables, and wireless charging, while also driving the need for multi-protocol compatibility. 5G also was on a fast ramp-up, including 5G new radio or red cap for reduced capabilities for mid-tier, lower-power apps, and the beginning of 5G advance with the third-generation partnership projects or 3GPP's Release 18 for applications like enhanced mobile broadband and massive IoT. A key focus area for 5G advance is more energy-efficient networks. The industry is also looking at new technologies for wireless charging, right? For sure. Most wireless charging technologies center around inductive and resonant charging solutions. But now designers are evaluating RF-based charging and RF energy harvesting from mobile devices to electric vehicles. This includes work underway in RF over-the-air wireless power technology. I know you, Gina. Thorough. There's more to the story, right? Yes. In addition to the technology advances, there are cost and sustainability issues. Most mobile operators are facing higher energy costs and they are striving to meet carbon reduction targets. Changing requirements for mobile communications around throughput, latency, and power efficiency are also placing greater demands on components, resulting in a mix of improvements in silicon and wideband gap semiconductors. Great. Let's now focus on a particularly interesting aspect of the report, wireless power transfer. Gina, can you give us the lowdown on the article with the headline, Exploring the Potential of Long-Range WPT? 
With continued innovation and research, the dream of a wire-free future where devices can be charged and powered wirelessly is fast becoming a reality. Long-range wireless power transmission, also known as wireless power transfer, or WPT, involves the transmission of electricity from a power source to a remote device without using physical connections. This tech is gaining popularity as it lets people and businesses power electronic devices without using cords, cables, or batteries. Long-range WPT has many practical applications, including charging smartphones and watches and enabling EVs to travel greater distances without the need for frequent charging. To understand the benefits of long-range WPT, it is important to explore how it works, its practical applications, and challenges encountered in implementing this technology. Fascinating stuff. Where did it all start? While developing his Tesla coil transformer circuit in the 1890s, which generated alternating current electricity, Nikola Tesla started to think about wireless energy. In Colorado Springs, Tesla conducted his first significant wireless electricity experiment in 1899 at his experimental station lab. He built a robust oscillator inside of a big building with a wooden tower and a 40-meter metal pole topped with a coffer spear. With this device, a light bulb could be powered more than three kilometers or two miles away. Hmm. And I understand there was some controversy around this experimental station. What was that? Well, his Tesla coil worked flawlessly, but the experiment destroyed the dynamo of the Colorado Springs Electricity Company, casting the entire neighborhood into darkness. Hmm. Maybe that goes a long way to explain why people say a light bulb went off when they have a good idea. <laughs> but I digress. I do understand that through his research, Tesla developed the theory and technology behind WPT as well as the first experimental devices for transmitting electrical energy through the air without the use of wires. Tesla envisioned a world where energy could be transmitted wirelessly without the need for physical connections or power cords. It's kind of amazing. Gina, can you tell us about the principle behind long-range WPT? Sure. Long-range WPT is mainly based on two technologies, magnetic resonance and electromagnetic radiation. Magnetic resonance uses magnetic fields to transmit electricity between two electronic devices that share the same frequency. Electromagnetic radiation, on the other hand, relies on the principle of inductive coupling that involves the creation of an alternating current in a receiver coil situated near the power source. The power source generates an electromagnetic field where the receiver coil captures and converts into a current. You've said before that magnetic resonance is considered the most effective technology for long-range WPT. Why is that? That's because it can transmit power over greater distances without much loss. The power source and the receiver must be tuned to the same frequency to ensure effective power transfer. This technology is often used in consumer electronics such as laptops, smartphones, and smartwatches, where the distance between the power source and the device is relatively small. However, for long-range WPT used in industrial applications such as electric vehicles, the electromagnetic radiation technology is used. Hmm, okay. This piece is filled with interesting information. For example, I'm sure readers will enjoy hearing about MROD, 
a New Zealand-based startup that has developed a method to transmit energy via electromagnetic waves over long distances using proprietary beam-forming technology, metamaterials, and rectifying antennas. Let's now move on to another piece in the report. MNOs need to reduce power and reach sustainable targets. By the way, MNOs stands for Mobile Network Operators for the Uninitiated. What is this all about, Gina? Cellular carriers need to step up efforts by upgrading infrastructure, embracing circular economy principles, and sharing resources to meet environmental targets. Got it. So why the urgency? Well, the pandemic fueled the need for more information to be transmitted digitally, and hybrid work with unified communications is pushing much more data via cell networks in the cloud. The latest update on Ericsson's mobility report indicates that cell networks are already transmitting and receiving over 100 exabytes of data per month. This means over one zettabyte of data will be carried on mobile networks in 2023. The global monthly average usage per smartphone is anticipated to be 19 gigabytes this year and is expected to reach 46 gigabytes by the end of 2028. This doesn't include cell data for the billions of other connected devices and vehicles or the data for fixed wireless access. That's a pretty amazing amount of data. Are there other drivers? Another one is sustainability. Unfortunately, until recently, sustainability was not a core business principle for most telecom companies. A recent Ernst & Young report found that only 3% of TMT or technology, media, and telecom CEOs cite sustainability as a leading trend impacting their companies. This is well below 70% in the energy and resources sector and 20% at consumer products organizations. And what's forcing MNOs to change priorities now, Gia? Uh, in brief, rising energy costs. The pandemic and some regional conflicts are significantly impacting energy prices. While the cost of electricity was already rising before 2020, primarily due to increasing consumption in the transition to renewables, some regions, especially Europe, experienced a two- to three-fold increase. The justification for investments in new technologies has shifted from pure productivity improvement to operational efficiency and cost savings. Like most businesses, mobile network operators, or MNOs, experience rising energy costs that cannibalize their operating margins, and in some cases force them to close parts of their networks to save energy. But what about all of the praise heaped on to the fifth generation of cellular networks or 5G for its more efficient radio and low power consumption? While you're right about the praise, Brett, the increase in data transmission and the number of connected devices means that total power usage is increasing. That's not only on 5G base stations and other cell infrastructure, but also on connected devices. Mm, gotcha. There are certainly issues to be worked out here, and we are on top of it. So listeners can absorb the rest of this piece in our special report. Let's give a preview of one additional article from our special report, which again is available at the beginning of July. This piece is titled, GAN Boosts Wireless Charging Applications. It's understood that wireless charging is becoming increasingly prevalent in the tech industry, providing a more convenient way 
to charge devices without requiring the use of cables or plugs. What's really cool here, wireless charging is becoming even more efficient and faster thanks to the usage of gallium nitride or GAN power devices. What detail can you provide here, Gina? There are two main types of wireless charging, magnetic induction and magnetic resonance. Magnetic induction involves the use of a coil which generates an electromagnetic field that induces a current in another coil located within the device, thereby providing power. Magnetic resonance, on the other hand, uses multiple coils to create a resonant electromagnetic field, allowing for charging over greater distances and through certain surfaces, such as a table or a backpack. Wireless charging uses electromagnetic fields to transmit energy between two objects, a charging pad or station, and a device that is wirelessly charging. Can you please explain electromagnetic induction? The charging pad or station contains a coil of wire that generates a magnetic field when electricity flows through it. When a device that is equipped with a wireless charging receiver comes into range of the magnetic field, it induces an electric current in a coil of wire inside the device. This electric current can then be used to charge the battery of the device. When a device is placed on the charging pad or station, the magnetic field between the pad and the device creates an electromagnetic field that is transferred from the pad to the device. This electromagnetic energy is then converted to electrical energy, which charges the battery in the device. Well, that's easy for you to say. What sort of standard is involved? <laughs> it's called QI or Qi, which was developed by the Wireless Power Consortium. This standard is used by many manufacturers and is becoming more popular in smartphones and, and other devices. Okay. Let's get into GAN or gallium nitride. What is it for the uninitiated? GAN is a wide band gap or WBG semiconductor that is gaining popularity in the power electronics industry thanks to its unique electrical properties. GAN power devices operate at higher voltages higher switching frequencies, and at higher temperatures, making them a more efficient solution compared with traditional silicon-based devices. Definitely sounds like a hot topic. What are the main benefits when GAN power devices are used in wireless charging? Well, first, GAN power devices can handle higher power densities, allowing for faster charging times. Second, GAN power devices operate at higher frequencies, reducing the need for larger capacitors and inductors, which can make wireless charging pads smaller and more portable. In addition, GAN power devices convert less energy into heat, reducing both power consumption and the amount of heat dissipated during the charging process. Heat dissipation is a major concern in wireless charging as it can damage the device being charged and the charging pad itself. Mm, you're right about that. And what else makes these devices attractive? Well, uh, GAN power devices are also more cost-effective as they are cheaper to manufacture compared with traditional silicon-based devices, making them an attractive option for wireless charging manufacturers. GAN is also more reliable than silicon-based devices, reducing the frequency of repairs and replacements. There's plenty of additional detail to absorb in the story, which is available in our special report, 
what our wireless needs. Yeah. Many, many thanks for your work in the report and for your time today, Gina. It's been a pleasure. Well, you're very welcome, Brett. That brings another episode of EE Times Current to its end. Thank you for listening, and thanks to our guest, Gina Roos. EE Times Current is available through the major podcast platforms, but if you get to us at our website at eetimes.com, you'll find a transcript along with direct links to the other stories we've mentioned, along with other resources. EE Times Current is produced by EE Times. It was engineered by Taylor Marvin at Coop Studios. The segment producer was Stephanie Munoz. I'm Eric Singer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.